You are now tuned into the School of Higher Thought podcast, where we explore the realm of personal development. We aim to upgrade your life through lessons learned from your personal experience. Episodes are released every Sunday. For more updates and other empowering content, please follow our other social medias in the description below. I hope you've got your notepads ready. Class is in session. Perfect. There we go. You ready? I'm more than ready, brother. <laughs> I don't even know how to start this off, you know. <laughs> I'm going to be dead honest with you. I was just sitting there thinking, how can I start this off? I don't know whether to make the announcement. I don't know whether to to sit here to start off. Yeah, I think we should make the announcement, to be honest. You should. Alright, guys. As you guys have met our guest Nero before, you know, he's an incredibly knowledge young man, knowledgeable young man. Uh, he's a funded forex trader. He runs his own crypto channel where he supplies education for the masses, to be honest with you. He has a Patreon where he discusses metaphysics, spirituality, and all sorts of esoteric concepts. Now, the School of Higher Thought podcast is making some development, some changes. I've decided to invite Nero as a co-host to the podcast. So you guys will be seeing him a lot more often from now on. If you guys haven't met him already, if this is your first time uh, hearing of him, definitely go back to our, I believe it was our third episode or fourth episode. Uh, it was, I think it was our first one with our, our first guest. Make sure you, you top up your, your, your knowledge so you can get an introduction with him so you kind of get a feel for how he is, how, who he is, and the type of conversations that we like to have. Nero, it's been it's, it's, a, it's an absolute honour to, to have you on the platform. Nah, it's crazy. It's really crazy. It, it's truly an honour to be on the school of higher thoughts. I, I feel like even the podcast, the title literally embodies everything that I want to stand for. You mm. know what I mean? Mm. I had a feeling that what you stand for is similar to what I stand for. And, uh, you know, naturally, I thought it just makes too much sense. It makes way too much sense. And I think other people are going to agree that it makes way too much sense. Mm. You know what's funny as well? You, our episode together, uh, both of them were actually my most viewed and most listened to episode out of all of the episodes I've ever done. Wow. I, th- I think it's the most replayed as well. That's the first time you're telling me this. I did not know that. <laughs> I literally did not know that. Thank yeah. you, everybody. Mm. So I believe that, you know, we're going kick to kick our first episode together as co-hosts uh, with, a, with <laughs> a topic that actually Nero wanted to speak about. So Nero, go ahead and introduce, introduce the topic. Most definitely. This week, I wanted to kind of highlight on the skill and i think it's truly a skill the skill of having an open mind Mm. yes i feel like the most dangerous thing that an intellectual person could have is their ego and what i mean by that is 
typically if you're an intellectual person you're not used to being wrong and you're used to knowing things that other people don't and i know this because i'm speaking from experience and typically what comes with that is the downfall the invisible downfall which is not having an open mind which is paradoxical because to become an intellectual individual you have to have an open mind but somewhere along the line your ego takes over so now when someone comes to challenge you you think to yourself what's this person talking about i know what i'm talking about you know what i'm saying zach most definitely it's happened to me in the past as well it's very easy to you know once you've you spent the time to develop the knowledge for something and then you kind of fortify it and justify it in a way which makes you believe it so deeply that no other sort of factor can sway you away from that thought. But sometimes we do have to step back and we have to think, okay, cool, are there holes in my my way of thinking? Is there uh, a parallel to this? Is there another perspective of this? You know, let me understand that perspective. And when we choose not to, that's a lot of the time that's because of the ego. It kicks in and you think that we are right and you know everyone else is wrong and that our opinion is the only opinion that matters to a degree 100 percent, 100 percent. especially with like me and you like me and you are literally more or less the same person and we say this all the time because <laughs> we both started reading books that we necessarily shouldn't have been reading at very young ages so in terms of our age group like when it came to knowing stuff about for example the topic of institutional racism just as one or religion Mm. we kind of were ahead of our peers and if that's not maintained well that can really inflate your ego to the point where now where someone else is coming to maybe give you some knowledge or challenge that you instantly block it out which is the kind of cognitive dissonance which we as quote-unquote woke people and i hate that word but that's what people say (laughs) which is the cognitive dissonance that we woke people laugh at other people about but we never really look at ourselves and think maybe we're the ones who are dismissing potential facts or knowledge because we think we're too smart Mm. because of the knowledge that we've managed to accumulate Mm. and it's 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 interesting as well because even when you look back in history like even for example with medicine for example there's been so many different views of why the body does this and why it does that or or why people get ill, for example. Like Hippocrates, he said that he had the, the theory of um, the four, the four uh, not elements, but the, basically the four different things. So there was the bile, there was the phlegm, there was the... I forgot the two other ones, but there was basically four different ones and he kind of thought that the body would become ill when it would be imbalanced or do you know what I mean and then or some people might might have thought that oh, if you have a cold the remedy is to bring warmth to you so you eat soup and eat chili, like hot peppers and stuff like that do you know what I mean but over time people start to challenge these thoughts and when people challenge those thoughts people would say nah this person has to be exiled from the community do you know what I mean and then when that person's exiled from community you kind of it took them away from took the opportunity to learn and to develop their knowledge from where it currently was because they were so boxed into what they already knew and they believed that what they knew was the ultimate truth 
and you know fail to step out and just think okay cool like let me at least hear what this person has to say and let me see what the, what justifications they have and let me see if that conflicts with what i believe and if so you know what kind of ways can we observe this 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 conflict to exactly you know, reach a resolution exactly. or common ground and, and this is literally what we see across the boards with religion right without getting too deep into it religious people will argue and bicker about whose religion is the correct religion instead of maybe accepting the idea that maybe all religions have some truth to them and they're all pieces to a larger puzzle right because even in the instance of the well-versed christian or the well-versed muslim or the well-versed hindu right know their religion very very well but when someone comes and tries to poke holes at it which are clearly there instant cognitive dissonance the open mind which they had to have to accumulate that knowledge is now kind of closed which as i said at the beginning is paradoxical because to be an intellectual person you have to be open-minded to some sense Mm. you have to be open-minded to want to first want to seek knowledge then to accept it three internalize it Mm. right and then eventually you do that cycle repeatedly but it ends up having an almost reverse effect because the worst thing that anybody could do is have a closed mind and i mean that to any aspect of life Mm. because even even if you look at the way people live their lives on a financial level right if you're finance if you're at a financial level that you're not really happy about then you have to be open-minded to the idea that you're doing things wrong Mm. that's the first step before anything if you want to be the best footballer, then you have to be open-minded to think, maybe there's someone who knows better than me. Maybe I'm not doing things as well as I could. Right. You understand what I mean? If you want to be the most enlightened person, then you have to think to yourself, you know what, maybe these other religions are saying something that I'm missing. Or maybe something that my religion isn't saying. Mm. You understand what I mean? Yeah, most definitely. So what kind of... um? What kind of things do you think someone could do to help them become aware of the situations where they are blocking out knowledge and just being closed-minded? Unfortunately, I feel like it's one of those things that can awareness be taught? Can self-awareness be taught? I don't know. Mm. I've never really thought about that, if self-awareness can be taught. Because in order first to be able to develop as a human being you first need to perceive the idea that you don't know everything that you think you know but first to do that you must have self-awareness that there's some inadequacy to what you know Mm. can self-awareness be taught i have no idea but the best thing that i'd say is to just challenge every belief that comes your way which is dangerous right is dangerous to the systems which have put those belief systems in place and that's not just religiously that's across all boards, right? Mm. The first thing that you have to do is question them. And then through questioning them, you can challenge your own beliefs. But in order to do that, like I said, you must be open to the idea that maybe you don't know everything you think you know. Mm. Mm. It's crazy, man, because what you said there is literally the first part that 
I had to highlight to myself before I could then start to become an open-minded was the fact that basically I'm a fool. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I do know. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like everything I do know could ultimately be false. So I had to unlearn everything. And as I unlearn everything, because most of the things that we learn, know anyway are programs, you know, it's stuff that's been told to us by our parents, by our teachers, by our peers, by what we see on the TV screen, what we hear in music, like everything, all of this information that we, in, that we, you know, took in like a little sponge during our theatre stages. You know, this, this is the information that carries on with us through life and we don't really pay attention to it at all. So, you know, I had to take a step back and then think, okay, cool. What ideologies are in my head that aren't actually my ideologies? Like, what ones have just been instilled into me? Okay, cool. Since this was instilled in, into me, do I really agree with this? Is is there a reason for me to agree with it? Is there a reason for me to disagree with it? Do you know what I mean? And then, you know, from there, that's, it kind of spirals on. Exactly. And I'll say to people that when it comes to trying to find out what's been instilled within you it's literally the things that you only know Mm. so if you only know one thing from birth that's that's something that's been instilled in you and it's a scary thing to first open up the possibility that there might be a loophole in the way you perceive the, the world and it is scary but your soul is here to learn Mm. Any anything that opposes learning is simply deprivation of your soul. Mm. Mm. I love what you said there. I love what you said there, because the way how I see it is that all information is light, and light is information. So when you when I view the soul, I view the soul as a, a as like a source of light. So the more information you receive, the more light you're getting. Do you know what I'm saying? It's almost like clarity. You know, it's like imagine yourself in a dark room and it illuminates. The only reason why you're seeing things is because you're, you're, you're perceiving information. And as the information is being turned into recognisable objects and things that you know based off the patterns that you've, you've developed over the years, it's like things become so much more clearer. But it's also important to recognise that Sometimes the things that you see might not be what you think it is. Like if there's a low level of light, like if you're inside of the dark and you see something. I remember, look, I'll give you a story. One time I was looking after my house, um, my sister's house, right? Because her and her husband were on holiday. I was looking after the dog, my big boy Memphis. And it was must have been like four o'clock in the morning. Memphis was barking crazy. I was like, is there someone outside the house? Because <laughs> because their house had been, had been robbed before. So I was like, okay, yeah. cool. I went downstairs into the kitchen because through the kitchen you could see through the window, right? So I, went, I looked through the window and I thought I saw something because there was, there was the car there and then just over the car I could see like something that was kind of moving and it was like it was almost like a dark figure. And bear in mind I'm short-sighted as well so I can't even see too far. Yeah. So I'm looking outside and I'm like, nah, that looks like someone. So I, I took one of the knives from the drawers and I took Memphis outside. I was like, what, who's there? Who's there? There was no one there. It was the bin. <laughs> but that goes to show that, you know, when you are in a low-level light situation, it's hard to distinguish what's real, what's fake, what's, what is and what isn't. So naturally, you know, when you have a low level of information, 
you sometimes can also fall victim to this you know where you think you know what you've seen but you don't really know what you've seen so you know you only really know what you've seen until you go out there and you try to touch it up close and you really observe it you know and shine some more light in it and especially when when things are low lit it's important for you to step step forward and step close to it but also be cautious as well obviously because you don't know what actually is there what you might learn what you might not learn but you know I don't know if that was easy. I don't know. I don't know if that was understandable. Could you understand what I mean? What I mean when I said most definitely, that? most definitely, I completely understood. Mm. But see, even to have light, to be able to perceive things, you need the darkness. Hundred percent. And the funny thing, and the funny thing about that is, if I put someone in a room of darkness, they wouldn't be able to see. But if I took that same person and put them in a room full of light, they'd be blinded. Mm. Same way. Mm, it's about finding finding that equilibrium. Exactly. So even 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 if you look at what's regarded as as I said the uh, air quotes woke people, those type of people that think people that are in religions are sheep and they're idiots and they're fools, religious people, right? Mm. That's an example of people whose potential, whose intellectual ego has taken over because. What's real to one person is real to them, mm. right? Mm. But even in the instance where you can almost look down on a set of, on a group of people for the way that they live their lives, because it's not the way you live your life, that is the ego in play. Mm. But in your mind, you'll be like, "Nah, I've done my research. I know what I'm talking about. They're wrong. I know what I'm talking about." Mm. Maybe you're wrong. Mm. Maybe, Maybe you're the one that's wrong. Hundred mm, percent. That's why it's 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 very important to just you know just be willing to at least see and understand people's perspectives or understand um, a certain situation uh, by observing and getting in as much information as you can, but also understanding that the way how you perceive the information could be false it could be far from the truth because the truth just is but the perspective can lie it has the emotions that tie into it and the previous perspectives and the ideas that you've kind of de- developed within yourself which kind of influences your perspective your perception of of the truth exactly and you know what the thing is I feel like this will be a good starting point for people to learn because progression only comes from the ability of perceiving that there's more to learn being able to then take the information that there is out there first requires an open mind so I think this will be a very good beginning most definitely I think this is the perfect start me too to the new version of the podcast (laughs) Nah, same same podcast just with some just with something a little different. That's mm, it. That's all it is. But guys, new episodes will still be coming out every single Sunday. It's just that you'll be hearing my voice and Nero's voice. So with that being said, class is in session. Peace. I love that saying. I think that's all say. <laughs> Wait, did <laughs> I say class is in, in session? session? Class is yeah. out of session. <laughs>